Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to Cannabis Karaoke, where we ask you to grab the mic and tell your story. Get inside info from today's most interesting cannabis pioneers, and from the first note to the end of the song, listen up as you get to hear the stories of success on Cannabis Karaoke. All right, welcome to another episode of Cannabis Karaoke. I'm your host, Danny Keith. And, uh, you know, we're just going to keep stacking these guests up as we go through this next couple of weeks and people are being quarantined or, or choosing to stay where they're at instead of like coming back, have some friends that potentially got stuck at Spanibus, made it back. But we're going to kind of just keep the conversation rolling. And dude, I'm, today is, a, is another just what I would consider a, an honor and a privilege to interview. We get to interview David Tran today. He's the co-founder of Fairchild and the Goldfingers Group. He's also the co-founder of Dope Magazine. Um, he's got nightclubs, most certainly the Cowgirls one in Seattle. He serves on a couple cannabis boards, uh, most notably Cincy Media. And you might know the guy, if you're in the cannabis space, as the, the Dope Chronicles or the, the Tranimal. The tra- how, what is it? The Tranimal? The Tranimal, the Tranimal Chronicles. Yes, sir. <laughs> My man, dude. How are you? What's up, Danny? How are you, brother? Good, bro. I saw you. Uh, you managed to score a little bit of brickweed here recently. Uh, yes, I did. You know, the bellboy was very fortunate. You know, I was only expecting to be down here for a week, so I brought my vape pen and I brought. You know, I finished one, and the other one was a CBD cart on accident there. And while I love CBD, uh, you know, I tend to move towards THC. So. Uh, Thank goodness I got some brick weed. I have to admit, uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I I, I I I try to smoke all of it, and I don't think I really <laughs> felt too much. But it was a symbolic win, I would say. Right. And how, so, let's talk a little bit about um, where you're at right now. Where Where are yeah. you uh, kind of chilling? I am in Cabo San Lucas uh, with my family right now. Uh, we come down here, you know, me and my wife got married here nine years ago in Cabo and every year we come down here for a week and, uh, you know, we stayed, uh, you know, we were on our second week. We decided to stay here with everything going on. Uh, you know, we figure, you know, Cabo has been a pretty, you know, chill and safe place. Uh, you know, I think everyone is taking it pretty seriously down here. People are cleaning we are absolutely you know doing everything we can to protect ourselves and uh you know stay as safe as possible and you know again stay up with the news you know you got our family and friends up there i just you know just following everyone and you know making calls and uh you know checking up as needed yeah i mean it's uh you're a guy that the grass doesn't grow under your feet pretty quickly and you know you're on the move constantly like you I think I counted close to a dozen plane selfies over the last three months that you've taken. Um, tell us a little bit about that, like, and how your travel is impact, how it's going to be impacted over the next 30 to 60 days. I mean, you are an event guy, by the way, one of the best event guys in the market. Um, if you're the cannabis space, oh, dude, game recognizes game hundred percent. Like, Fairchild is is uh, the brainchild of you and your partner, and uh, you guys have you guys came out of the gate swinging at MJ Biz, and I haven't seen you stop. 
uh, how how does that how does this how is this particular component going to impact you? Because you go Seattle, Colorado, California, Boston. Uh, you're just all over the place. What's that going to do? How are you thinking about the future right now? Well, to me, you know, connecting is everything. You know, with my bars, it's always been that way. And, you know, with Dope Magazine and now with Fairchild, we're really focusing on events. And so obviously right now uh, we've been deeply impacted. You know, we've had a lot of events scheduled. We've had to cancel all of them, obviously, like you were a lot of what I do is connect with people uh, in person and, you know, I take the effort to go out there and shake a lot of hands and, you know, without doing that right now, uh, it's absolutely, you know, affected us. But, you know, for me, you know, I've always felt, you know, uh, that, you know, everything I do is for the long run. And, you know, right now it's just, uh, you know, just kind of bearing down and, and, and kind of, my more concern is for everybody else. You know, it's just like uh, people who can't connect event producers who cannot throw, uh, you know, parties that, you know, for their livelihood, you know, for us, we were trying to really support them. So, you know, my heart goes out to a lot of these big event producers, even the small ones. And, uh, you know, so, you know, but, you know, for me, it's just all about trying to contain this and, you know, I encourage everyone to think long-term and, you know, how do we go ahead and, you know, contain this and, and get this thing fixed? And the only way to do that is kind of shut things down. And that's hard when you're a event guy and when you're a bar guy, you know, I mean, the Washington governor just shut down all of the bars and restaurants in Washington, uh, which, you know, essentially closes bars down. It, it displaces all of our employees, uh, you know, and it puts a real hardship on, you know, business owners like myself, but, uh, you know, I'm, you know, encouraged by the fact that, you know what I mean? There are some solutions, uh, while it's very difficult to admit that we all have to keep our distance from each other, uh, you know, and for the first time in my life, I'm going to encourage that. And, uh, you know, we want to just get back to normal. Um, you know, uh, just, you know, to me, I encourage people to follow, you know, the, the, the rules and, you know, be as safe as possible. Take every precaution you can. Uh, I think it's easy to take light of it. But, you know, as things start developing, uh, we have to understand that, you know, there's a lot at stake right now. And, uh, you know, I'm just really, you know, overall just taking this moment to, you know, do those things that we forget to do. Like, you know, hold close to our families, be close to them. Um, you know, uh, and, and to me also from a business point of view, you know, plan and strategize, use this time, you know, proactively, uh, you know, I mean, this thing is going to end eventually. So, you know, what's, what are you going to do when it does happen? You know what I mean? I, I, I always feel like, you know, everyone should prepare right now and, and use this time proactively. Uh, you know, it's easy to get sucked into the negativity and, and all that, but, you know, to me, just trying to keep our head up and, you know, to me, just overall knowing, you know, what's really important to me, which is my family, my friends, and to me, this community, which I just, again, you know, whether it's the, uh, you know, the, the nightlife and the, you know, service industry, or to me, event producers and the cannabis community, uh, you know, I wish I could do so much more, but, uh, you know, um, you know, I just, again, just my thoughts are with anyone that's affected by it. Yeah, man. I mean, <clears throat> we're both kind of 
you know, out there and you, especially being, a, I would consider you a thought leader in the space. And did you ever expect, um, in your, you know, we've both been around the sun a few times too. I never thought we would ever see something like this in our lifetime where the NBA shut down, uh, you know, Hall of Flowers, like, you know, everybody was thinking, oh, Hall of Flowers is still going to happen, shut down, you know, and, and to your point, like, you know, I was talking with someone this morning and, and we were talking about, you know, LA just put a moratorium on rents. Like if you can't pay your rent, it's cool. Like you're fine. But like, how is that ever going to get made up? How, like I am planning and strategizing and I agree with you that people should take this time to be aware, be cautious, be smart, don't be in denial. Um, but at the same time, you know, everything has a silver lining. You can take a different approach to what you're trying to accomplish in this space. A lot of people are going to be at home right now. A lot of phone calls can be made. A lot of emails can be sent. Um, did you ever, like when you saw this coming on and when you made the decision to stay in Cabo, like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. but when you're looking at it in the face, you're like, am I being a little overreacting right now or am I making the right decision? Because we worry about that. People shame you for for making those decisions like, Oh, it must be nice. Or, Oh, you're overreacting. It's like, it's not, it's, it's the real deal right now. How did that decision-making process go into play? And you know, what, what are you going to do on the way back? Are you maybe going to extend your trip in Cabo or when you get back, what is Tran going to do to kind of continue moving forward as a thought leader? Yeah. Well, you know, like, like, like you said, you know, at the beginning, I'm look, I'm looking outside right now, looking at the waves and, you know, it was, calm and you know you're out there and you know there, there's already you know some warning signs that you shouldn't be out there and then the waves start coming and you know what i mean all of a sudden now it's a huge wave that you just haven't expected so um you know to me it's just it, it's unbelievable it's unprecedented i still am having a hard time believing the magnitude and how fast these uh waves came crashing down on us and to me, it's just like, you know, I'm not a fortune teller. I couldn't predict this part of it. And to me, you know, I think as it went on, it's, you know, as we started watching the news, as we started hearing things, we really just started really just deciding, you know, what can we do? What, 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 what are we powerless to do? What can we do that's within our grasp? And, you know, kind of making the decision to stay another week was really based on the fact that, you know, schools started closing down. Again, we're, we're taking the proper precautions. Again, we're not taking this lightly down here, neither. In fact, it's very hard to call this a vacation at this point. You know, really, at the end, we're living down here, uh, you know, and it's less about, you know, let's go ahead, you know, and do what we did the first week we're here, which is go out and do the fun stuff and enjoy this. Now, you know, my kids are homeschooling here, you know what I mean? We're sitting right here, not outside right now, trying to get, make sure that the kids have the education as the school, you know, changes. I'm on the phone right now all morning, talking to my partners, talking to different people in my organization, making sure people are fine. And also like talking to you, because I think overall at the end, you know, I think there needs to be some solidarity right now. I think there's so much, you know, in social media that we look at that 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 causes us to to, to, to panic right now and to point fingers and to, to to tell people that people are looking at this wrong. But you know, who's to say that everyone is in the same position uh, right now? 
And so I just, you know, again, I, I've never imagined this would happen again. But I do also believe that after this is all said and done and we will overcome this, uh, that we'll all have a new sense of life and humanity. It's, it's definitely and, interesting how <clears throat> the world will correct itself, you know, and how, yeah. you know, we were entering into March, you know, it's for 2020 this year, you know, everybody was so yeah. pumped on, on that, you know, particular set of numbers. And, you know, let's face it, let's be honest, let's pull the bandaid off. The cannabis industry is, was not on the best of, of legs going into this anyways. Um, you know, especially in the California market. I mean, every market has its challenges. California has been struggling, you know, people weren't, you know, able to pay their bills. You got the likes of MedMen, who, by the way, just put out a release that they're going to be shuttering all of their dispensaries and doing delivery only in California as of today. Um, because LA has said no, no gatherings, more than 50 people. And you and I both know you go into some of these dispensaries, there's easily over 50 people in these dispensaries. So you already have people not paying their bills. You already had taxation out of control. You already have, and, and Washington has its own challenges. You know, they're, they're very more restrictive on how they test the brands that they allow. Uh, I just talked to a friend yesterday who said Seattle looked like a ghost town, you know, people walking around in hazmat suits while they're driving to Safeway to go get whatever little bit of food is left on the shelves. What do you see? Like being that the cannabis industry was already kind of on two wheels going in to what, you know, we were already hanging on. Now this is happening. Um, lots of people are going to be laid off. Lots of companies are definitely not going to be able to pay their bills. When you say we're going to come out of this with a new awakening, how do you see the sp- – how can everybody kind of – because it is going to take many hands to make light work at the end of the day. Once we come out of this, I fully agree with you. Um, people are going to have a chance to – to get to know their family a little bit better. They're going to take things a little bit more with appreciation that they may have taken for granted. And uh, as you kind of come back around, what do you think the cannabis space is going to be like after this, if you can at all tell, or just what would your opinion be? Well, I, I think like even before this happened, we were already kind of you know, kind of adjusting already. I think, you know, the, the economics of the cannabis industry was, already changing, you know, capital markets were drying up, people are being more cautious about investing. Uh, in fact, you know what I mean? We, I, I, I would beg to, uh, you know, kind of see that, you know, you know, less companies were willing to start a business in the cannabis industry. So I think that was happening already. Uh, I, you know, at this time, you know, I agree with you. I don't think it's going, it's going to get worse before it gets better right now. And I would assume and I would hope that, you know, because cannabis plays such an integral part of the economic, uh, you know, world, you know, uh, factors in our world, uh, that maybe the government will start understanding, you know, what they've lost, you know, and what they're going to lose and what they stand to lose. And maybe we can talk about legalization. Maybe we could talk about changing the tax structures. Maybe we could talk about encouraging businesses to happen like loans like real different type of programs that help the cannabis industry and uh you know again i can't predict it all but you know it's a wake-up call for everyone uh you know i think we all take for granted especially perhaps even the local governments how much the cannabis industry uh you know helps support you know what i mean local economies 
And so I'm just hoping that, you know, again, you know, through tragedy like this, a lot of realization happens. And I'm hoping that, you know what I mean, coming back at it, a lot of these different regulations, uh, you know, change that different type of, you know, tax structures that are killing businesses right now as we speak, uh, continue to uh, help and that, you know, maybe perhaps too, you know, like, Things like landlords and those guys who are, you know, gouging cannabis business because they think that we're making a lot of money will realize that, you know what, they should just appreciate having, you know, places actually leased out. So, you know, I see some adjustments. I, you know, I, again, you know, to my point, I'm, I, I can't predict what will go on, but, uh, you know, um, you know, for us, you know, we're going to continue to, you know, build our, our, our business because We feel like, you know, from a events point of view that, you know, when this all comes down, uh, you know, uh, said and done that people are still going to want to connect and people are going to realize how important it is. And, you know, to a lot of the people who are looking at, Oh, wow, there's just so many cannabis events. There's so many cannabis things. You know what I mean? There's too many, you know what I mean? How do you feel now? You know what I mean? It's just like we take these things for granted every single day and we, we, we point fingers and we, 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 we mock people who don't, you know, successfully throw an event. And we, you know, again, we, I see so much of that happening. And now you have to realize, you know, when it's gone, you know, what, 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 what effect it has on, you know, the, the community. And so, you know, we're, we're encouraged that it's, you know, more than ever after that, we're going to need more of these events. People are going to want to catch up. People are going to want to, to, to get back and people are really going to understand the importance of these type of uh, functions. Now, I couldn't agree with you more. And I also think, <clears throat> you know, one of the things you kind of danced around, which is there is no safety net for the cannabis space. You know, some, some of these bars and restaurants, I have buddies in town that own, you know, multiple bars and multiple restaurants. And, you know, I'm talking to them on the back end. One of the things that I'm going to try to do in my local community is I'm going to try to give free consulting because sometimes like people just need somebody that's in, been in business and that's, that's taken a shit at times to be able to bounce things off of, but there's small business loans. There's the banks will work with you. Your landlord will work with you. Cannabis is kind of without a safety net. Like if you can't pay your rent on a place that you're already getting gouged on, good chance you're going to lose it. So there's going to be this, I feel like the, like as we progress into this space a little bit from what I've already seen, like vultures are going to start surrounding some of these, some of these situations. And unfortunately there's going to be a lot of people that didn't do anything wrong, ran their business appropriately, treated their employees well, had great product, had a great customer base, had a great location, paid their taxes, and they're still going to go out of business. And we're going to see a new wave of people come in that are in because they had the money at the right time to be able to pick these up. Um, that in itself is going to be a disruption you know, to our space. And to your point, like events, like I tried to go to as many as I could and support as many as I could. And to your, you know, like you were saying, a lot of people will throw shade on an event. Um, I know when I go to one of your events, cause you have this inertia and energy and kind of magic about you that it's going to be a good event no matter what. But some of these other events are hit and miss. They, they get mistimed. Maybe they're going up against a cup or maybe two events are overlapping like with MJ biz and Emerald cup, which was people were struggling on which one to go to. Um, to your point, I think people will start to appreciate some of these events that, 
that maybe didn't get as much uh, attention as they should have because people were so overwhelmed with all the events that were going on. And at the, at the same time, guys like you and I and other players, you know, I can name off 10 people that we all have in our circle that, that didn't stop going to all those events. I think you're going to see a resurgence of people supporting things that maybe in the past they were, they were kind of throwing shade on or, or it wasn't good enough for them to go to. I think there's going to be in the next 60 days, it's going to be an awakening of who's left at the table and who's willing to work together. Because I think we've lost that a little bit in the space. You know, I think guys like us, We'll work, work together no matter what, no matter where we're at, no matter where we land. But other people are a little bit more picky when it comes to who they work with or why they work with them. And I think community is, is the, really the underlying tone of, of what you're stating is people have to work together and help each other and really think about how can I – like I know you think this way, but how can I do something that helps you without expecting something that comes back to me? Because if you do it that way – Nine times out of ten, you get back twice as much as you gave. Oh, well, I couldn't agree with you more in that statement right there. And I do absolutely agree with you that, you know, even before this time, you know, there was already a shakeout. You know, there was already people, you know, on the verge of losing their businesses and, you know, people that didn't have that safety net like you were talking about. And it's going to get even worse. I'm just hoping to your point that, you know, the good guys are, you know, picking up some of these and, you know, really reconfiguring this and, you know, supporting the industry, people that have good intentions here. And that's the only thing that we can, you know, hope for. Uh, and, you know, because, you know, like you said, when there's the, 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 these these downfalls usually you know there's opportunity for people and you know i you know i i i'm encouraged that you know to me i'm encouraged about the, the cannabis community I, I i guess i'm just optimistic about you know the fact that everyone's going to realize you know how important it is to work with each other uh you know we're going to work our butts off you know to create this platform because we already know that event production is 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 hard people that throw events are hard you know what i mean it's it's like you know whether you're good at it when you're not at it, we know it's it's difficult so really the purpose of fairchild was to provide that platform so that you know people could you know promote their events but at the same time too you know the uh you know, the general public can understand, you know, what events are out there that fit, you know, exactly what they're looking for, uh, which I just don't think there, there's too many of those platforms to be able to, to do that. So, you know, again, there's there, there's a big adjustment that we're going to have to do. We're going to have to see how it shakes out. But to your point, you know, I'm picking up the phone. I'm calling people. I'm asking people. I have calls with several different media companies. I have uh, calls with different different business owners. And again, if even if it's a hey, how's it going? You know what I mean. I'm here for you. We'll get through this part of it. You know what I mean. Where can I connect you? You know, in, in certain instances. And you know, it might not be a lot that we can do right now, as everything is is so crazy. But you know, I just think that you know, right now, using the time uh, productively, we're going to be proactive. We're going to go ahead and continue to put out positive messages. We're going to continue to reach out to people. We're going to continue to also, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, we're not panicking. You know what I mean? And we're not putting out more different, uh, you know, things. We're going to follow 
the rules, you know, there's no time, you know, I mean, we've always been rebels in the cannabis industry right now is not that time. It's that time to really unite under one flag. And that's just the human flag right now and get through this because again, this is not a movie. It feels like a movie, but it is not a movie. And you know what I mean? I want this to, you know, have a very happy ending to it. And uh, I want us all to look back at this with, you know, humility. And I want us to look back with this, with the the, the 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 thankfulness that we are actually be able to survive it, and we will be able to survive this. So, you know, to me and anybody who who wants to, you know, uh, have some time to sit and talk with me and and do that, I'm going to encourage that. You know, I have a LinkedIn. It's David Tran. If you want to to to, to write me, and you know, we'll I'll schedule a time here. If I'm here for the next two three weeks. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm going to keep myself pretty busy and active because, you know, that's my business. That's who I am. You know, we all have to be stewards of this industry right now. And everyone is going to remember how you reacted right now. So, you know, act accordingly. Absolutely. And <clears throat> just to kind of confirm your LinkedIn is, is actually father Tran. So if you're looking to talk to, yes. to David Tran while he's down in Cabo, the guy's got an, an immense, brain of knowledge when it comes to the cannabis space and, and how he can help you. And I just want to say like in all of my runnings in with you and like all the times we've hung out and smoked some joints and partied and, and done things across this country, like you've always been a positive person and you've always been extremely uplifting. And, and I think, you know, I want to pivot a little bit away from, you know, what we know now is, you know, the situation we're in. And, and I want to talk a little bit about, you know, post dope magazine, like when you sold that, um, which congratulations, by the way, that, that, uh, you know, anybody that exits in this space, um, is gets a little feather in their hat or a badge, if you will, of success. Um, fortunately, you know, cannabis club TV partnered up with enlightened. So we're good too. And, and things are, we're going to be here after the fact, I guess. Um, when you decided to, to kind of go into the event space, because I, I do believe that part of the problem with some of these events is, the people that are putting these things together have all of the ingredients except for like one or two, which you happen to stockpile. Um, when you decided to kind of go into the event space, I heard a lot of people kind of shaking their head, scratching their head like, huh? You know, they've always done good parties as Dope Magazine, but we'll see how he does with this. You know, and you kind of you kind of went into that thing just like you do everything with head down like a bull in the china closet and you were – there is, while David Tran may fail, David Tran never quits. And so when when you kind of pumped out and did Fairchild, and like I said, you came out at, at uh, MJ Biz, and in my opinion, hit a grand slam with that party, um, the hot air balloon in itself was uh, phenomenal. And so how, how did you see that need in the industry, and, and why did you want to apply your resource set to that, and then now that you've actually had success, obviously it's easy to, with hindsight, say, oh, I knew what I was doing. But some of it, you know, people were entrusting you to throw parties that, that they hadn't had much success with. How did you have that confidence and, and how did you understand that, that it was such a huge hole in this space? Well, to me, in entrepreneurship, there's never a sure thing. And there is always fear when you when you started. Even when we started Dope Magazine, we really didn't know what we were doing. It was just still so early. But, you know, like all of my businesses, it all always comes down to the people around me and the people that have built this along with me. I really take no credit for it. You know, while I, you know, bring the positivity and while I bring that sort of mentality, 
you know, it's you know that's really what I would focus on the culture, but the really the people in in that uh, you know in 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 the organization is the one that really builds it. So I really, first of all, you know, to everyone that's always contributed to Dope Magazine and you know our our our, our success, it was a tremendous amount of hard work. I would never even you know say that it was like a uh, easy task, but you know overall it took a lot of uh to me a lot of great people to put all that together and you know for me i've always been about hospitality i've you know i find my joy in seeing someone happy and i think we've always applied that you know with dope magazine we say you know everything that we do has to be dope and it just has to be on that level where everyone looks at it they're smiling sponsors are getting what they were promised and we build that integrity in the industry. And the reason why I'm out there shaking hands day in, day out is because, you know what I mean? That's really what this is all about. It's about that connection and it's about putting people together because if I encourage one person to get together and do something spectacular, then I've really done my job. So I think to me, it was a personal thing where, you know what I mean? You, you have to love what you do and watching people shake hands, connect, People tell me that, wow, you introduced me to this person. There's no better feeling than that. And I, you know what I mean? Money and anything like that, that to me, if I just was able to live my life in that sort of way, then it was. So I think it was such an easy, you know, uh, transition into Fairchild because ultimately at the end, you know, we, we had a magazine, we did digital and we did events. And, you know, to me, events was always one of those things that I could tell, like, it was so exciting for me and something that I can always affect and you know my partner James has created some of the greatest events while we were at Dope Magazine he really is a genius so being able to kind of team up with him and restart the business because as you build a business like Dope it becomes super big and there's a lot of people that are involved and you know to be able to start over again is absolutely scary but you know you learn so many skills you learn from all of the mistakes that you have done and really, ultimately, at the end, you can build a faster, stronger with this greater foundation. And I just don't know anything better than to me than to do exactly what I love, which is events, networking, hospitality. And I think everyone always remembers, you know, to me, the uh, the big party that we throw. But to me, events reach so many different levels. You know, there's educational events. There's all sorts of different events, you know, besides just the partying part. But ultimately, at the end, connection is everything. And that's kind of how I've always lived my life. Uh, the, the hardest part of living through this period right now is not shaking hands and hugging people and doing that. And that, to me, is hard. So, you know what I mean? It's just like I think I'm just really blessed right now to, to think about how much I've sacrificed and did that and stayed up you know, kind of away from my family. So I'm really taking the time now to really understand and remember, you know what I mean, why I'm all doing this. You know, my family is right here, over here. They've supported me for so long. And to me, you know, I, I'm using this time right now. I just, again, I'm not sitting here. I'm not using the, 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 the my energy or time on anything negative right now. I'm going to take this because I think we all need some perspective right now. And, uh, you know, I encourage everyone to take that time to really reflect. 
yeah, I mean, every time we run into each other, it's never a handshake. It's always a hug. And, you know, yeah, I'm sir. while I'm not an event guy per se, like I, I do appreciate, you know, kind of what I've seen Fairchild roll out, <clears throat> how you've handled it. Um, it is more than an event. It isn't just David Trans or, you know, Fairchild's not just throwing you a party. Um, so many people get that conflicted with like the actual components of the event and I think when when I see other events that maybe don't do so well, um, it's really because they've failed to plan. And, and on top of it, they've done what was easy. One of the things I've really appreciated about how you've always been, and this goes back to Dope Magazine as well, um, is that you've done things the right way, the best way. Um, regardless of if that cost is makes sense or if it um, is actually going to work like that, I think is by far and away what I take away from my, you know, kind of observation of you in the industry. And as a person, um, you just have this, there's this, there's a reason why you are who you are. And it's because of how you hold yourself, your level of confidence, the fact that you do have, uh, you're very humble and you have, a, you're very, you know, one of the things we talked about on another podcast um, was the fact that you, most people will not let the space see their family life. Most people don't, they're so busy, caught up in the day-to-day -day working of it, the work-life balance. I feel like you've always, while a maniac on the road, um, I do see you kind of slow down and spend time with the fam. And I think that, that uh, if anything else, if people could take this time right now to kind of recenter themselves and really understand what's important. Like you, you kind of touched on what I call currency. Uh, you know, a lot of people look at currency as money. I look at currency as like what you and I have our relationship, uh, how we can help, how we can help each other. Um, you know, that currency to me, like you said, if you could bank on that, that that would make you feel the best than having money in the bank. Cause money in the bank, as we're all seeing right now, can go away pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm 45 and I could tell you, uh, you know, to all the young folks, money comes and goes. It, it, it does. But what doesn't is your reputation, your integrity, uh, the way that you interact with people. Those things are absolutely important. And, you know, to your point, you know, when it comes to events, you can throw an event. But, you know, to me, it has to be an experience. And we have to, you know, to me, we want to make sure that everything is very inclusive. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, the reason why our events are successful is because we make sure that everybody, you know, no one's standing in the corner. No one's walking in and trying to figure out, you know what I mean? Like who they're talking to. We create a place where people can actually interact. And where, and for me, when I see someone that isn't involved and I can see that my, my initial reaction, my gut feelings to go over there, shake their hand, introduce myself and, and just act and start talking to them. I mean, this is so simple and so rudimentary. It just, again, so natural for me because, you know what I mean? I understand what it feels like to be, you know what I mean? The, the not, the, you know, an outcast. It's someone that just comes in from a new school. People that, you know, you people felt that before. And, you know, to me, cannabis is always about connecting and getting people together. I've met so many different people from the time I smoked my, 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 my first, you know, hit behind, a, you know, 7 seven eleven to, to now. It's just like, I was just like, you know, I was shaking hands with people I didn't know. They didn't look like me. They didn't come from my same background. But for some reason, this plant just put everybody together. 
And I'm just like, to me, that resonates so much in what's what I think about when we put together cannabis events. How to, can we create that environment where that everybody feels welcome? Everybody wants to be there because they feel welcome. And I don't care if you're the biggest CEO to like a small bud tender, everyone is going to feel included and that's to me is like to me our secret sauce and when we're building events is is that and i think people neglect to to to, to think about that when they put together events and you know to the point of why fairchild is being built we want to help people you know we, we don't only do our own events we're doing other people's producing other people's events because we understand those fundamentals and and to me for them it's just like they are relying on us to put this together because they don't understand that part of it. They're good at what they do, but they're not good at this part. And so like, you know what I mean? We've had to cancel several of them, but right before we did one for Urbana Now and Marty and, and those guys, those guys were incredible. And we were able to put that together. And, uh, you know, we were looking forward to putting more of those together in the future. But, you know, for now, you know, we're just going to, again, take, take, take a second. Let's, let, 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 let's be safe. These events are going to, come back and when they come back you know we're going to be back at full full force and we're going to continue to help these companies i think ultimately at the end everyone's hitting the reset button and everyone's going to need more help than ever after this so i think we're in a position to help different companies uh it's going to be a whole new world after this but you know what i mean uh, you know someone told me a long time ago you know one day we're not going to have watches one day we're not going to have cars but you know what they're always going to be cannabis Always. And there's always going to be people. And I think that's the thing I appreciate yeah. about you the most is that <clears throat> you will do an MJ biz, you know, pretty sizable event and then go do a rebrand, you know, with the guys up at Urbana and, you know, Marty and those guys. And so really what I see Fairchild and what I want people to take away from this interview is that Fairchild is a, I feel like you're less of an event company and more of a production company, meaning you'll come in and interpretively put together an event that will return the ROI that the that the person that's funding the event, you know, not including your sponsors, but the person that wants the event done. Um, I feel like you guys have a little bit, a, a actually not just a little bit, quite a bit of intuitive thinking when it comes to like, okay, what's the outcome that we want to produce? And then because let's let's just rally off a couple of them. I mean, you started at MJ Biz. What did you go after that? Where was the next event after MJ Biz? Do you remember? Yeah, we did a couple of different things. We did, you know, Andrew Yang. We did, right? uh, you know, one of his rallies. I thought that was really uh, again incredible. not necessarily cannabis related, but still production level. You know. Yep, absolutely. And a lot of people don't know that we do a lot of non-cannabis events. We did like the Seattle Sounders Championship uh party you know we you know urbana was another uh party we did and you know to me every time i do go to these states and you kind of mentioned that i travel to a lot of places we create these mixers that sometimes get 100 200 people in two three days notice and that kind of really kind of told me how much people want to be connected and to me all the relationships that i've made like let's just say at MJ Biz, when you do go to these individual states, you realize how many of these people are from there, and they want to, you know, kind of, you know, bring out the hometown and and shake hands and you know, kind of introduce me to those things. So there's always been so many of those, and obviously, you know, we were going to do a 
a pretty decent size 420 and we were going to do the uh, hall of flowers event which we eventually canceled and i know even in denver you know 710 spirits we were talking about doing a pretty cool event with them so you know while all of them have been uh you know you know canceled it's just like you know, for us, you know, production to me is important. I, I just always encourage everybody to do what they do best in, in business and in life. It's just like, you know, do what you love, but then at the same time, do focus in on your strengths. And I think, you know, for us, we're just kind of providing that turnkey solution for them because we want to, you know, A, I mean, first of all, is make sure that's successful. And number two, that we don't want them to waste time and mistakes and things that they're not, you know, uh, used to doing or, or, or proficient at doing. So those are the type of levels of things that we're doing. And, you know, to me too, something that would be really exciting and that we, you know, honestly, maybe timing is going to be perfect on it is really our platform. And our platform is a ticketing platform for the, you know, for the cannabis industry. Uh, it allows event producers to put their tickets on there, sell them legally right now, Eventbrite. And, you know, so many of these other events, you know, will flag you and shut you down. We wanted somewhere where we're, 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 we're teaming up with the cannabis industry and providing them with those services as well as other tools so that they can be successful. But ultimately, the exciting part is to build, like, to me, a hub and a platform uh, that that allows the, the community to know where um, – to know where they're the, where the events are and specifically oh my daughter's giving me a nice hug oh, oh baby oh make it okay give me a second uh so you know i i, I just love the, the to me the most exciting part is that platform where we're able to utilize like again the community build this community i mean i don't think in cannabis we've been able to build a social network or a lot of community places, you know, I do know, you know, again, that doesn't leave out like different companies who have, you know, done it already. You know, I think there's different companies that do do that, but you know, there's so few for the type of, uh, you know, numbers that we have. So I think, uh, to me, that is going to be the exciting part. I want everyone to be able to, no matter what you are, or if you want business events, or you want wellness events, whether you want, you know, uh, you know, any kind of like parties and those type of things, we want you to be able to go on the Fairchild uh, website and the app, and that's what we're building right now, so that you can definitely fine tune in, you know, what you're looking for, and uh, again, for us tools, tools, tools for the industry, support for the industry. How do we make this industry more successful and do our part? And to me, even if we niche down on events, we, we feel like we're doing our part in helping to grow this industry. Man, what a perfect way to end this interview. What a blessing uh, the space is able to take advantage of with a guy like you. Um, we're oh. going to look back in 10 years, 15 years at guys like yourself and and realize what a cornerstone of not only, you know, kind of your energy, but your thought processes and, and how you're, you're willing to um, unabashedly help people without the fear of someone stealing something from you because everyone's so worried about, you know, I always tell people, I can give you my chocolate chip cookie recipe, but mine will always be better. Um, <laughs> I feel yeah. like you're the same way. Um, and just so you know, people, we've been talking with David Tran, the co-founder of Fairchild Goldfingers Group, as well as Dope Magazine, and not just an event producer, but a lifestyle um, brand uh, associate that can help you 
in accomplishing the things that you're looking to do with your brands. Um, if you're looking to do an event, if you're looking for advice, um, go hit up David Tran. You can find him on LinkedIn at Father Tran. Shoot out some of your uh, social handles so people can follow you. Uh, right now, Fairchild at the Fairchild. To me, at the Goldfingers Group, that is our consulting group where we're helping different companies who, who, who need the support of, you know, people that, you know, have experience and, you know, through just, you know, business and, uh, you know, even I'm going to give a shout out to Cowgirls Inc. in Seattle. I've oh, yeah. owned that bar for 16 years. Uh, you know, all the people there where, where, you know, the service industry is really hurting up in Seattle as, you know, one of the hubs of this virus. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the Fairchild. I want to give a shout out to uh, Sensi Magazine. Again, normalizing. I love those guys. Those guys continue to build, uh, you know, the stories of our industry and documenting history. And, uh, you know, also uh, to me, I am advising on AMA Healing, uh, which is, um, which is uh, definitely uh, – uh, CBD brand that uh, and, and, and hemp products that, that are really just, again, just first class service. And uh, I'm also going to uh, be on the board of Intev Technologies, which is a really innovative uh, vape company, which I uh, look to kind of talk about more as they develop, but very exciting, something that no one's ever really seen before. And those kids and, you know, I just love young entrepreneurs. I love their grit. I love seeing a lot of me in them. And, you know, to me, you know, businesses right now are built on the people. So, you know, I encourage everyone to stay positive again, uh, you know, keep connected right now. Uh, you can, you know, while we might not be able to do in person, there's always the phone, there's a video chat and, you know, we appreciate what you're doing, Danny. Uh, you know, I mean, you're bringing people together, you're giving people a voice, you're providing information. What you're doing is absolutely so vital. And, you know, while you've been giving me so many accolades, you know, your spirit and, and your positivity. And every time I see you too, is absolutely something that, you know, this industry continues to need. And, you know, not everyone has to be the same in this industry, but Gosh darn it. You know what I mean? You're a very important part of what we're doing. So thank you very much for doing this. And, you know, I'm always just happy to be on your show. Thanks, Dave. And I just want to tell you, man, keep your family safe. Let's stay in touch uh, while you're down in Cabo and I'm up here in Santa Cruz. Like you said, kind of hold up, but we can reach out to each other and we can have communication. And uh, I look forward to hearing more about your endeavors and definitely we'll have you back on the show, my man. Be safe. Thank you, bro. I love you. And uh, as always, the man, David Tran. Yeah, love you too. Love everybody, man. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to this edition of Cannabis Karaoke, another kick-ass podcast about all things cannabis. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and our website, CannabisKaraoke.tv. And if you or someone you know would like to be on the show, please hit the book your interview button on the right. Cannabis Karaoke. Grab the mic and tell your story. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. 
If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your canna confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.